Today is the 17th day of June. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian, and it's great to be here with you. Great to be here with you today as we settle into the flow of this week out in front of us. Kind of get back to work and uh, move through the middle of the month here. So uh, we began reading from the Amplified Bible yesterday because it was the beginning of the week. And uh, some pretty monumental things going on in the scriptures. We met Elijah the prophet in the Old Testament. And uh, in the New Testament, the Apostle Peter had seen a vision, had been summoned by a Gentile centurion. He has gone into the house of a Gentile, which is... uh, which is uh, frowned upon at best. And he has seen the Holy Spirit fall upon Gentile people, which is messing with him pretty good and is definitely going to mess with the early church, as we will see going forward. In fact, um, it's so monumental, this shift that's taking place that it, it's going to change everything. And uh, it'll take some time. We'll see this over the course of Paul's writings and, and, and so forth. So we're going to be spending some time with this sub-theme before us. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. We are right here, right now. And the scriptures are going to lead us today uh, and the next step. And the next step will take us into 1 Kings chapter 18. Now it happened after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, show yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the face of the earth. So Elijah went to show himself to Ahab. Now the famine was severe in Samaria. Ahab called Obadiah, who was the governor of his house. Now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly, for when Jezebel destroyed the prophets of the Lord, Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them by fifties in a cave and provided them with bread and water. Then Ahab said to Obadiah, Go into the land to all the sources of water and to all the streams. Perhaps we may find grass and keep the horses and mules alive and not have to kill some of the cattle. So they divided the land between them to survey it. Ahab went one way by himself and Obadiah went another way by himself. As Obadiah was on the way, behold, Elijah met him. He recognized him and fell face downward out of respect and said, Is it you, my lord Elijah? He answered him, It is I. Go tell your master, Elijah is here. But he said, What sin have I committed that you would hand over your servant to Ahab to put me to death? As the Lord your God lives, There is no nation or kingdom where my master has not sent messengers to seek you. And when they said, He is not here, 
Ahab made the kingdom or nations swear that they had not found you. And now you are saying, go tell your master, behold, Elijah is here. And as soon as I leave you, the spirit of the Lord will carry you to a place I do not know. So when I come to tell Ahab and he does not find you, he will kill me. Yet your servant has reverently feared the Lord from my youth. Has it not been told to my Lord Elijah what I did when Jezebel killed the prophets of the Lord? How I hid a hundred of the Lord's prophets by fifties in a cave and provided them with bread and water? And now you are saying, Go tell your master Elijah is here and he will kill me. Elijah said, As the Lord of hosts, armies, lives, before whom I stand, I will certainly show myself to Ahab today. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. When Ahab saw Elijah, Ahab said to him, Are you the one who is bringing disaster on Israel? Elijah said, I have not brought disaster on Israel, but you and your father's household have by abandoning and rejecting the commandments of the Lord and by following the Baals. Now then, send word and gather to me all Israel at Mount Carmel, together with the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of the goddess Asherah who eat at Queen Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent word to all the Israelites and assembled the pagan prophets together at Mount Carmel. Elijah approached all the people and said, How long will you hesitate between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people of Israel did not answer him so much as a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone remain a prophet of the Lord, while Baal's prophets are 450 men. Now let them give us two oxen and let them choose one ox for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. I will prepare the other ox and lay it on the wood, and I will not put fire under it. Then you call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by fire, he is God. And all the people answered, It is well spoken. Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose one bull for yourselves, and prepare it first, since there are many of you. And call on the name of your God, but put no fire under it. So they took the bull that was given to them and prepared it and called on the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, O Baal, hear and answer us. But there was no voice, and no one answered. And they leaped about the altar which they had made. At noon, Elijah mocked them, saying, Cry out with a loud voice, for he is a god. Either he is occupied, or he is out at the moment, 
or he is on a journey. Perhaps he's asleep and must be awakened. So they cried out with a loud voice to get Baal's attention and cut themselves with swords and lances in accordance with their custom until the blood flowed out on them. As midday passed, they played the part of prophets and raved dramatically until the time for offering the evening sacrifice. But there was no voice. No one answered, and no one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, Come near to me. So all the people approached him, and he repaired and rebuilt the old altar of the Lord that had been torn down by Jezebel. Then Elijah took twelve stones in accordance with the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. So with the stones, Elijah built an altar in the name of the Lord. He made a trench around the altar large enough to hold two measures of seed. Then he laid out the wood and cut the ox in pieces and laid it on the wood. And he said, Fill four pitchers with water and pour it on the burnt offering and the wood. Then he said, Do it the second time. And they did it the second time. And he said, Do it the third time. And they did it a third time. The water flowed around the altar, and he also filled the trench with water. At the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet approached the altar and said, O Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, Jacob, Let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. Answer me, O Lord. Answer me, so that this people may know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have turned their hearts back to you. And the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering, and the wood, and even the stones and the dust. It also licked up the water in the trench. When all the people saw it, they fell face downward, and they said, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Then Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. They seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon, and as God's law required, killed them there. Now Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of the roar of an abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he crouched down to the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, Go up, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. Elijah said, Go back seven times. And at the seventh time the servant said, A cloud as small as a man's hand is coming up from the sea. And Elijah said, Go up 
say to Ahab, Prepare your chariot and go down, so that the rain shower does not stop you. In a little while the sky grew dark with clouds and wind, and there were heavy showers. And Ahab mounted and rode his chariot and went inland to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, giving him supernatural strength. He girded up his loins and outran Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel, nearly twenty miles. Acts 11 Now the apostles and the believers who were throughout Judea heard with astonishment that the Gentiles also had received and accepted the word of God, the message concerning salvation through Christ. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, those of the circumcision, certain Jewish believers who followed the law, took issue with him for violating Jewish customs, saying, You went to uncircumcised men and even ate with them. But Peter began at the beginning and explained the events to them step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision of an object coming down from heaven like a huge sheet being lowered by the four corners, and it descended until it came right down to me. And looking closely at it, I saw all kinds of the four-footed animals of the earth and the wild beasts and the crawling creatures and the birds of the air, both clean and unclean according to the law. And I also heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, Not at all, Lord, for nothing common or unholy or ceremonially unclean has ever entered my mouth. But the voice from heaven answered a second time, What God has cleansed and pronounced clean, no longer consider common or unholy. This happened three times, and everything was drawn up again into heaven. And right then the three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were staying. The Spirit told me to go with them without the slightest hesitation. So these six brothers also went with me, and we went to the man's house. And Cornelius told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house, saying, Send word to Joppa and have Simon, who is also called Peter, brought here. He will bring a message to you, by which you will be saved and granted eternal life and all your household. When I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them just as he did on us at the beginning, at Pentecost. Then I remembered the word of the Lord, how he used to say, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave Gentiles the same gift equally as he gave us after we accepted and believed and trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, who was I to interfere or stand in God's way? When they heard this, they quieted down and glorified and praised God, saying, Then God has also granted to the Gentiles repentance that leads to eternal life. Acts 
that is real life after earthly death. So then, since they were unaware of these developments, those who were scattered because of the persecution that occurred in connection with the stoning of Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch without telling the message of salvation through Christ to anyone except Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who came to Antioch and began speaking to the Greeks as well, proclaiming to them the good news about the Lord Jesus. And the hand, the power and presence of the Lord, was with them. And a great number who believed turned to the Lord for salvation, accepting and drawing near to Jesus as Messiah and Savior. The news of this reached the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw the grace of God that was bestowed on them, he rejoiced and began to encourage them all with an unwavering heart to stay true and devoted to the Lord. For Barnabas was a good man, privately and publicly. His godly character benefited both himself and others. And he was full of the Holy Spirit and full of faith in Jesus the Messiah, through whom believers have everlasting life. And a great number of people were brought to the Lord And Barnabas left for Tarsus to search for Saul. And when he found him, he brought him back to Antioch. For an entire year they met with others in the church and instructed large numbers. And it was in Antioch that the disciples were first called Christians. Now at this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and prophesied through the Holy Spirit that a severe famine would come on the entire world. And this did happen during the reign of Claudius. So the disciples decided to send a contribution, each according to his individual ability, to the believers who lived in Judea. And this they did, sending the contribution to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. Psalm 135 Praise the Lord's wonderful works Vanity of idols Praise the Lord Hallelujah Praise the name of the Lord Praise Him, O servants of the Lord Priests and Levites You who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God, praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises to his name, for it is gracious and lovely. For the Lord has chosen the descendants of Jacob for himself, Israel for his own special treasure and possession. For I know that the Lord is great and that our Lord is above all gods. Whatever the Lord pleases, He does, in the heavens and on the earth, in the seas and all deeps. 
Who causes the clouds to rise from the ends of the earth? Who makes lightning for the rain? Who brings the wind from his storehouses? Who struck the firstborn of Egypt, both of man and animal? Who sent signs and wonders into your midst, O Egypt, upon Pharaoh and all his servants? Who struck many nations and killed mighty kings? Sion, king of the Amorites, Og, king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan. And he gave their land as a heritage, a heritage to Israel, his people. Your name, O Lord, endures forever. Your fame and remembrance, O Lord, endures throughout all generations. For the Lord will judge his people, and he will have compassion on his servants, revealing his mercy. The idols of the nations are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they do not speak. They have eyes, but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not hear. Nor is there any breath in their mouths. Those who make idols are like them, absolutely worthless, spiritually blind, deaf, and powerless. So is everyone who trusts in and relies on them. O house of Israel, bless and praise the Lord with gratitude. O house of Aaron, bless the Lord. O house of Levi, bless the Lord. You who fear the Lord and worship Him with obedience, bless the Lord with grateful praise. Blessed be the Lord from Zion, who dwells with us at Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Proverbs 17, 12 and 13. Let a man meet a ferocious bear robbed of her cubs rather than the angry narcissistic fool in his folly. Whoever returns evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. Okay, so in the book of First Kings, we're seeing why Elijah is a famous prophet now, and we're seeing the power of God that's being displayed through him, uh, especially here at this showdown on the top of Mount Carmel with the prophets of Asherah and Baal versus basically Elijah, the God of Israel. And uh, so when we saw this dramatic story, I get, I can read this story now and see it so vividly in my mind because we've been to the top of Mount Carmel so many times and uh, just exploring this story. Uh, I mean, it would seem like the story's over, right? Uh, the prophets of Baal and Asherah, they're, they're no longer with us. Uh, the people's hearts have turned back to God and God is now sending rain on the land. So uh, it would seem like end of story, good job, but it's not the end of the story. Uh, and it's got a bizarre twist to it, and we'll get to that tomorrow. Then, in uh, in the book of Acts, 
I mean, I've said this a couple times as we've gotten into this story that these are fundamental formation things in the early church that are taking place that affect us until today. And I, that's not an understatement in any way. You see that Peter was in Joppa and then he, he went down the coast to Cornelius's house where the Holy Spirit fell upon a, a Gentile family and they received the Lord and they were baptized in the name of Jesus. Once Peter got back to Jerusalem and the mother church, right, the Jerusalem church, there were plenty of people going, wait, wait, that's against the rules. We don't do those kinds of things. We don't associate with those kinds of people. We don't want those kinds of people in our church. Uh, and we might think, well, that stuff doesn't really happen these days, but that's not true. It happens all of the time. I was talking to a pastor friend the other day uh, who was uh, helping uh, st strategize for another church who wanted to plant a, a sister church, plant a new church in a different part of the community. And he was basically just saying, your strategy is fine, but you have this beautiful building you are using for two hours a day on one day of the week, basically. And why, why, like, why wouldn't you plant the kind of community you're wanting here in this beautiful building and he said one of their uh, their deacons was like because we don't want those kinds of people in our church I was surprised that that would be spoken out loud in that kind of environment but this kind of stuff happens all the time we segregate ourselves into like-minded people where we can all be right and we can all convince each other that we are right so Peter's coming back to the Jerusalem church with information that is absolutely and completely disruptive because now Jesus, the Hebrew Messiah that they are believing in, that he came and offered them new life and hope for the people. Well, now this isn't exclusive. Now this is open to all of the world. Whereas... Originally, the people were thinking, well, Jesus was Jewish and he taught the Torah and he, he followed the customs. He, he certainly critiqued the religion without a doubt, but he was never saying like you shouldn't be Jewish or Hebrew anymore, like you shouldn't do this anymore. He, he was just unveiling how it had gotten sidetracked and he was setting things right. But we weren't we were never thinking like everybody in the world could get in on this. The first believers in Jesus were Hebrew people who were following a rabbi. They were following his teachings. They were following the way. They were processing his critique on their traditions and their rituals and their religion. And they were following the way. They weren't leaving one faith and converting to another faith. And so for Gentile people to begin to convert or follow Jesus' teachings without first converting to Judaism was messing with their minds. And we will certainly see how this plays out, but we will eventually be able to see how this, this faith in Christ that was born out in this little patch of land 
within a Hebrew context, grew to be come far and away beyond the Hebrew context and is largely made up of Gentile people. We'll see this story before our eyes and the implications of it because there are significant implications for us to examine today and we'll be examining this stuff as for the rest of the year uh, whenever the Bible brings it up and it brings it up often. And so, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for bringing us into this new week. We invite you fully. And we see that there is disruption happening in Old and New Testaments. And we realize that disruption is a part of life. And so, Father, help us this week that as we are disrupted, before we immediately label it a bad thing, help us to take a breath and to consider, are you in this? Are you shaking things up? Are you pulling us forward? Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. As you did on the family of Cornelius, fall upon us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. Tone base. Sweet, what's going on around here? Uh, and there's always something going on around here, so be sure to stay stay connected. Uh, connect with each other on social media. You can get all of the links to the different social media channels and groups and stuff at dailyaudiobible.com in the community section. Uh, the prayer wall lives there as well, and there are people praying for each other and asking for prayer uh, continually. That's a great a place to connect. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. There is a link. Uh, it lives on the homepage. Thank you for your partnership uh, profoundly uh, with all humility. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I will be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, DAB family. It's James here from the UK. Um, I haven't called in for a while, but um, just coming in this morning, heard the prayer request um, from Marcella from Brisbane. And uh, Marcella, you really touched me. Um, you, you really triggered something in me that just compelled me to call in. I, I, um, I heard in your voice, the burden that you're carrying right now um, and the financial hardship that you mentioned that you're, you're facing into. And there's a few things that just really triggered in me, um, things that I wanted to convey to you. And I, and I think this is the Spirit's work. Marcella, you talked about starting afresh. And I know that right now, that is a very hard thing to contemplate. What the future looks like is really uncertain. And as a, as a provider, as a man, there is um, a burden on you 
regarding your family and how you're going to care for them. And you need to know that God is going to care for you, Marcella. That God has got plans for you and that when you start afresh and when you start to move into this new space, albeit that there's going to be a painful process to go through, he will provide riches that you're not, you're not envisaging right now. They might not be financial riches, but they will be things that you can't comprehend at this moment in time. And I just needed you to hear that, Marcella. Um, uh, thank you so much for your call, and um, I'm praying for you. Good morning, brothers and sisters in the Lord. Thank you so much for your continued faithfulness and praying for each other. This is Southern Belle from Canada. My children who farm, we have been living in a drought this summer, and it's ironic that the people in the States, in the Midwest, who are drowning in mud, and up here in Canada, we are dry as can be. I'm asking for prayer for them. They are so fragile in their relationship due to extended circumstances with my daughter who passed away and they've been looking after her state for four years already in a, an abusive ex-husband and um, that my daughter had and the children in the estate. I just don't even want to go into it, all the convoluted mess of it all. But my son and daughter-in-law with three children of their own who are trying so hard to be faithful in their walk with the Lord and a dry putting their seed into the ground, and we all know what it's like to put seed in into our own lives and to not have anything come from the fruition with it, Lord. I just pray in the name of Jesus that you would send rain for their crops, that you would protect their their um, harvest, and that you would bring it to such an abundance that they wouldn't even be able to realize it. Not only my children, God, but for all the farmers out here in Midwest Canada, And, Lord, for all those around the world, God, who are facing their own drought of other kinds, spiritually or or relationally or whatever, we need you, Jesus, to be in our life. We need you to pour out your rain. Come, Lord, fill our hearts, overflowing, that we would reflect you, that we would be faithful regardless of the circumstances. And I pray... Hi, my name is Rosalind. I live in Louisiana. I have a very, very important prayer request. This is my first time to ever call, and I've been listening since 2006. But we have a newborn. She was born a little bit early, and this week she was picked up. Uh, An ambulance came from Vanderbilt to take her up there to do heart surgery. And they couldn't do it until she weighed four pounds. And she's at four pounds right now. So I'm just praying that everybody that listens to the DMV would pray for Willow. And thank you so much. I love you all. I listen every single day. And I'm not going to mention any names, but everybody that calls in on the prayer request, your prayers are heard, and I'm sure a lot are answered in some way or another. Thank you so much for praying for Willow. 
And I love you all. Thank you, Brian and Jill. And it has been wonderful to have this. And I hope, and I tell my Bible study teacher that people around the world would be praying for Willow. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye. Hey, everyone. It's Doug from Alabama. Um, I've, I've missed the call in the past several months because it's been a while. Uh, I always have that urge, and then for some reason I won't, but I'll go ahead and get to the point because I only have my, my two minutes here. Please keep me in your prayers as far as my mental health. Um, the last two or three months, I, I'm not sure if it's uh, because I haven't really been sleeping well or what, but my anxiety has really just been through the roof. I've been having a lot of anxiety, panic attacks. I think that's what, what it is. Um, I've just been really sensitive the last couple months. Um, I've been trying to get in to see a doctor. My psychiatrist had to cancel for an appointment on Monday because uh, he had to go back to India where he's from, so I can't see him for another two months. And I have to make a separate appointment to see my ther- a new therapist, which is money I really don't have. So... There's a lot of different things. Um, I've got a bed bug infestation, too, and so I wonder if maybe that's why I'm not sleeping very well. And maybe that's the root of it, but uh, please just keep me in your prayers as far as my mental health because there are some days um, I feel like I'm going crazy where, you know, I feel like I just need to be locked up in a room and I'm in a mental And then also on a couple of uh, other points, uh, Please keep me in your prayers as far as jobs, because uh, I'm extremely burnt out at this current job I work at. Uh, I work as a, uh, as a donation attendant for a thrift store, so I sit outside in the heat all day and take donations, and it's very lonely. Um, and I, I haven't really been able to handle the heat well, and so I've been looking for a job, too, and I feel like a job would uh, really help me. Uh, so, yeah, my two minutes are about up here. So I really appreciate all your prayers. Um, I listen to all yours, and... Uh, I, I, I try to pray like when my mind allows me. So, uh, 